Today our preacher is Deacon Pamela Moore, and Pamela is homesick. And so she has sent me her sermon, and I'll be reading it for you. I can't be Pamela, but I can offer her words for us this morning. It had been a long day. People kept coming for healing and to listen to the Lord in the hope that they might hear something that would help them as they went about their days. Earlier, Jesus had commanded the disciples to go into the villages with nothing more than a staff, their sandals, and the clothes on their backs. After they finished their labors, Jesus told them they could go to a place to rest. But there were so many people coming and going, needing help and asking for prayer, that there was no time to eat. So when the disciples finally had a chance to feed themselves, they dispensed with shared traditions and began eating as soon as possible. They were hungry, and who could blame them for not taking the time to observe cleansing rituals? And then some members of the Pharisees arrived. These men were intent on noticing that laws were not being followed. But they overlooked the need right in front of them. People were hungry and they needed to eat. It was easier for these men to judge the disciples than it was to provide for them. Could they not have offered bowls of water to the disciples so they could wash their hands? Insisting that one follow the letter of the law while ignoring a need reveals to us what people value. And if those same people have discretionary power when it comes to implementing laws, we are right to ask if they are using rules to serve themselves or God. Jesus outlines this very clearly when in a group of verses that are left out of the middle of our reading today, he says, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever speaks evil of father or mother must die. But you say that if a person tells their father or mother, whatever support you might have had from me in your old age is now an offering to God, then you no longer permit doing anything for the father or mother thus making void God's word through your tradition. And you do many things like this. Jesus is clear that if we use human law to deny the needs of God's beloved, and if we use law as an excuse to not care for one another, then we may be abandoning the commandment of God to hold on to human tradition. The meaning and purpose of human law have many definitions. Essentially, the law helps us order our lives, live successfully in a community, and create structure. A good law is fair, just, merciful, equitable, and inclusive. But sometimes human laws are made that are harmful. These laws deny people their rights, or prevent access to resources, or have consequences, unintended or intended, that demean human dignity. Bad laws usually favor one group over another. Sometimes humans enact them because they are afraid or outraged 
in moments when reason is replaced by emotion and human needs are ignored. When a law is wrong, we can ask the legal community to review it. We can ask our legislators to rewrite it or correct it. After all, they are supposed to be working for us. When we see a terrible law coming, we can use advocacy and take legal and peaceful actions to speak truth to power, to seek better options. We can ask that when we enact laws, that those laws serve and protect everyone and not just a chosen few. We can and should ask our leaders to pass laws that meet needs of God's beloved. In California, we do not see the types of voter registration laws being enacted by other states. That does not mean that we have no stake in this discourse. The right to vote is essential, and we are at a critical crossroads regarding voting. Everyone who has the right to vote is given a voice in saying what they want their elected leaders to do on their behalf. Voting expresses our values and our beliefs about how a society should function. Restrictive voting practices deny people their right to be heard. Limited accessibility to the ballot box makes it hard for some to have their say. For example, it may make it nearly impossible for someone with a disability or lack of transportation or who cannot leave work to vote to participate in the process. Sometimes it's not a law that ignores a pressing need, but the bureaucratic implementation of a law. While I do not know all the ins and outs of what it takes to receive a visa to enter the United States after working with our military during a war, it should not take years for this process to unfold. I read stories of Afghan people who risked their lives to help Americans waiting for as long as nine years to get a visa. Why? Despite letters of recommendation and appeals to legislators, people known to the American military, who had to be vetted to perform their jobs, wait in desperate limbo for someone somewhere to help them. This situation is heartbreaking. Are regulations worth more than human lives? Is there no way to protect these allies and have a process that works for them and ensures our security? Each person needs to search their heart and take appropriate actions to focus on human needs while adhering to human law. What is in our hearts is revealed by the steps we take. If we want human law to be fair, equitable, merciful, and mindful of human need, we need to find ways to align it with the commandments given us by Jesus. Guided by our faith, scripture, our baptismal covenant, and our shared understanding of what the Lord desires from us. We can take heart that, as doers of the word, caring for orphans and widows, the sick and friendless, the prisoner, the forgotten, and the hungry, as the Apostle James wrote and we heard today, that as doers of the word, we are doing God's work in the world. I don't know about you, Sometimes I forget that we find our spiritual core in our simple acts of caring and kindness for those in need. We see this when we participate in pastoral care, 
help each other during and after disasters, and stop and listen to someone carrying an emotional burden. We're also doers of the word when we advocate for equity, fairness, and justice. We are doers of the word when we vote, and when we insist that our laws and regulations take into account the needs of all God's children. Words from our deacon, Pamela. Amen.